you know, it was at that point I realised that maybe Terry wasn't actually a filmmaker and he was maybe just someone with mental problems who happened to have a camera. Hello, everybody. Welcome to So What'd You Think? This is a movie podcast show where me and a guest will come on and we'll discuss a movie, or in this case, a documentary this week um, for the first time. We both just saw it for the first time. Um, yeah, so for this week, um, uh, I, I'm, we're taking an on-call uh, thing from my friend who I met last year. Uh, this is Georgia. Why don't you say hi to everybody? Hi, everybody. <laughs> Good, good, good. Um, so yeah, today we watched a documentary, um, which was called, what was it called? Exit Through the Gift Shop. Um, yeah. Yeah, so for those who have never heard of this, uh, it is directed by Banksy, who's a famous street artist, the anonymous street artist. Um, this came out like in 2010, uh, won some awards and stuff, and essentially it's about uh, not really Banksy, it's more about this other street artist that he befriends and who becomes... He doesn't start out as a street artist, but he becomes a street artist and uh, is a very interesting fella. <laughs> uh, right, and it, yeah. There's a lot of twists and turns, and it. it's a very interesting story. Um, but, yeah, and overall, uh, I would say we're not going to go... There's, there's not really spoilers. It's a documentary. This is a, this is real life. Um, yeah. Uh, I would say you could, you could probably just listen to this whole podcast and be fine. There'll be mild spoilers if you like really want to see this, but... Um, I think you can just listen. It's, it's I would a say there, there is one spoiler, if you unless you already know a lot about the street art world. Mm-hmm. I, like there was one thing that I was really surprised about. Okay. Well, how about we do it? We'll do a little spoiler section later on, and you can tell me that one thing. Okay. That I actually don't know what you're referring um, to. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I'm glad to hear. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, Georgia, what do you think? Um. I thought it was really cool. Like, I felt like it was a really unique documentary because it wasn't filmed like a regular documentary. I thought that it was, like, much more raw and not as edited as, like, many new modern documentaries are. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes those documentary styles can take away from what it's actually talking about, where here it just was what it was. If that makes sense. Yeah. Well, so Banksy, he took this, like, basically hours and hours of footage that this guy Terry had created and, like, sifted through all of it. And the, the entire right. documentary is just, like, raw footage, basically, <laughs> with a couple, like, Banksy interviews yeah. mixed in. But, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. It, was, it was very interesting. So, I guess, yeah, it was really interesting. I don't know. So, I mean, basically, if people don't know, Terry was this French guy who moved to L.A. and had a family there and started following his cousin, who was known as Space Invader. You may know Mm -hmm. him. He took, like, Rubik's Cube pieces and made little people. And, like, I don't know if you remember, but there were a lot in Paris. Yeah, actually, when I saw it in the in the documentary, I was like, "That looks really familiar." And I at the end of the yeah. at the end of the documentary, they're saying what like Space Invader was currently doing, and he said that he was like living in Paris and he's still like doing that same artwork. Like, right. Oh, that's wild! I remember seeing that. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, there were so many of them. So yeah, that was really cool that you saw that. But yes, yeah, so that was Terry's cousin, and he started. He just liked filming stuff, and then he was just filming his cousin. His cousin was making this street art, and then his cousin, I guess, introduced him to all these other artists. And before he knew it, he had just like hours of tape of this movement, and he like while it was beginning, I guess, and right. he didn't even know it, which is yeah. so random and cool. Yeah, what was so weird yeah. is like the reasons why he was like filming, which is honestly kind of like sad. Like that was like the I was like I was really affected by when he was talking about that when he was saying basically yeah. like he captures his mom passed away when he was really young and he he and when she was sick he like the, the, his parents didn't didn't tell him until basically she was like dead and he like felt like he missed out like on like memories with her so he started filming everything to basically like capture every moment and to like eternalize people. <laughs> It's like yeah, really it's, sad. It's true. He was like, I want to be able to 
like every moment we live, I want to be able to remember, which also was kind of like, I don't want to be like it was psychotic, but it was like kind of weird at some point. I don't know. What did you think about that? About him just like filming everything? Yeah, like it was weird because he was filming actually everything and then he would never uh-huh. ever watch the videos and just had thousands of tapes yeah. in his house. Yeah, his logic is interesting. So but he filmed like hour, like literally his entire life, but he would never look at the film and he would just like keep it in his attic and he would never watch it again. And yeah, right. his logic is interesting because he basically is just trying to count. He's not about what he's going to do with the footage. It's just about like having the footage to him. It's just like the act of filming it and eternalizing people is what's important to him, mm-hmm. which is like kind of beautiful. And- but also, it doesn't yeah, really make sense. <laughs> like, but, yeah, it didn't really make sense, I guess. And then it, it was kind of interesting, I think, when all these street artists that he was filming said what... Like, I think he said after 10 months he was following a street artist called Shepherd Fairy, and mm-hmm. he asked him, like, what are you filming for? And he said, oh, I'm making a documentary, but <laughs> he had no intention to make yeah, a documentary. This is, this is total bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah. And then, I guess... Basically, basically this guy just... He wanted to film until people were like, dude, why are you filming this? You've been just (laughs) filming filming me for months. (laughs) And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm making a documentary. (laughs) (laughs) Nick, is that what you were telling us? What? The whole time you were filming? Yeah, when I I was, like, filming all those fake travel docs, I wasn't actually planning on making it. I just said I was (laughs) going to make a travel doc. (laughs) You just wanted to remember the times. Yeah, exactly. I've never looked at the footage, obviously. I just keep it in my attic, just hours and hours of all this raw footage. (laughs) Yep, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it was interesting also. So Terry, the film maker, Mm -hmm. documentary maker, whatever... He was obsessed with finding Banksy because Banksy was, I mean, he still is, but at the time was such like, was like the head of the movement and he, no one knew who he was and he just like, I mean, most street artists wanted to keep their identity kind of secret, but I think he more than others, like Mm -hmm. didn't have a phone, didn't care, like he didn't care about what happened after he put anything up. And I think that's what kind of made him unique. And he was really, really famous. Yeah. And yeah. No, it was, it was interesting, so cool. Like, Go ahead. <laughs> I was because it was interesting when he finally met him and, like, his reaction to that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, well, what's just so cool about Banksy is he doesn't really care about money or, like, the hype that he gets around it. He's just, like, trying to make art and, like, have people see art, which is, like... yeah really cool because <laughs> i feel like a lot of these other street artists like in a way kind of sold out because they just like they eventually like trans like transitioned and like these going to galleries and like putting the street art on like walls and like making it like more legit and they would like make a lot of money off of it but then they were just kind of in it for the money and it kind of defeated the purpose of like what street art is really for yeah i wanted to talk about that too but because banksy did that as well yeah, that is true. Like, remember, like he had that big show in L.A. where all those famous people were there. Right. So it's just kind of interesting. Right. But, well, I mean, it, yeah, if we're going to talk about that, I that show, I, I was a little confused, so I kind of want to talk about it. So there, in the show he did in L.A., there was this one big set piece, which was like this giant elephant that was literally in the middle of the room. There was a giant elephant in the room <laughs> and they painted yeah. it with like children's paint, just like covered the entire elephant. And that was like the centerpiece. And I, I wanted to know what you think he meant. Like, what was the purpose of this elephant? Well, I guess like what they said and what it meant was that we, a lot of times tend to not realize things that are right in front of us or like things that are really, obvious and I think a lot of his work represents I mean this goes back to like what Terry represented when he later started making art like that we're all brainwashed by kind of what the world like puts out to us and we don't realize what's wrong with it so like I think he maybe knew so 
I guess at that show, a lot of animal rights activists came, and they were really pissed about it, mm-hmm. kind of rightfully so, I would say. Yeah, and that's yeah. I kind of think he wanted that reaction. Like he was always trying to start controversy, and he just like wanted things to stem from his art and wanted like emotion and things to come from that. But yeah, I think yeah. like the point of it was that we just don't really realize what's going on around us when it's right there. Yeah, I would say like that artwork does play on like multiple levels because there is like the whole like sure like animal rights controversy about that. But that just like further draws attention to like the so-called like elephant in the room that he's going for, and mm-hmm. just like it makes people talk about it even more because he like actually brought a live elephant. So it's like yeah. now people are talking about the elephant in the room, which is like oh, they're talking about the elephant in the room. Like okay, like <laughs> like there's like a deeper meaning, which that's that's cool. It's it, it, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess also like I thought the film like the tapes that were shown from that show were really interesting like how terry reacted to the all the celebrities there like he was so excited i feel like he really like, yeah. thrived off of meeting powerful people yeah well I, yeah so the thing there's a stark contrast i think between banksy and terry i think banksy just does not <laughs> seriously does not care at all about like fame or money or like hype or anything and terry is all about that <laughs> and like all you, about you could tell hype. like just from the way he filmed like he would focus on all these celebrities and like that was what he cared about was like the reaction like he literally would film the reaction to like banksy's artwork and like banksy would always just like run away after he put it up it was like yeah literally terry is the exact opposite of banksy he's like He's more interested in the reaction than the art, and like yeah, that's so true. Yeah, so like when he made his own gallery, like he was, they even said like he was more focused on the hype of like his own gallery than like the actual artwork, like whether it was actually good or not. (laughs) He was just more focused on whether people are gonna value it. You know. Yeah, that's. I think that's really true. I guess maybe I was kind of thinking about, you know, so. When was it Shepherd Fairy that like called Terry and said, Oh, like I'm here with Banksy and he needs somewhere to put art up because he was in LA. I think and it might have been Space Invader that did that. Okay. It might it was one of the two. I don't yeah. Know. But yeah. Okay, so one of them I guess called him and then he was like freaking out and sweating and like ran all the red lights <laughs> and got there and Banksy's like, This guy is kinda weird, like what's going on? But <laughs> yeah. But then he realized, like, Terry was so desperate to meet him for all this time. And I don't know if Banksy knew this is why he was doing what he was doing, but, like, he was willing to do anything for the guy. Like, the day before the show, they went to Disneyland uh-huh. because, and they didn't tell anybody that they were doing this from the show. But Banksy, like, had this blow up version of a prisoner that like reenacted Guantanamo Bay mm-hmm. and put it inside one of the rides and they saw that Terry was like taking all these videos and pictures and they like took him into questioning for four hours or something and like literally just like lied straight to all these people's faces and until they let him go yeah. and like smuggled the tape in his sock and Banksy was like okay this is when I knew I, I could really trust this guy but I think what he didn't realize was like, oh wait, he's actually he might be a little <laughs> crazy. <wacky. laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, again, that shows the difference between the two. Like, Banksy put it up and runs away, and then like, like yeah. Terry he films it, and then he gets caught for it, and like there's more attention drawn to him. So it, I don't know. It's just almost like it's almost like the people that caught him were more interested in like capturing just the guy who was filming it, and like rather than the guy who actually did it like i don't know yeah i I think they probably just that's the only person they saw because banksy was so sly about everything yeah so they were like oh this guy definitely has something to do with it and we didn't see anyone else yeah i I was surprised about i was surprised he got away with that that is impressive i do think it's hilarious because when once terry was captured and he was being questioned about these fbi agents and stuff that like Banksy kept calling, he's like, "Where are you? Where are you?" And he finally he answers, and he's like, right. like "Hello, mon chéri, like <laughs> my darling, how are the children?" <laughs> and he like so expertly and slyly just got out of that and was like basically like pretending that Banksy was his wife, and Banksy was like, "Oh no, something's up!" Like, 
oh my god, I gotta get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> like, like wow. I know. I mean, Terry's a genius. <laughs> so smart. Like I was thinking, I just in that situation, I don't, I don't even know what I would say. That was and it was. Yeah, I would not have thought of that. I'd be like, what's up, thanks. Up. Yeah, yeah, that that's it's impressive. Yeah, there's a yeah. there's a, we'll get into it later, but there's a very interesting debate of whether. Terry is a genius or just like a total idiot Crazy. <laughs> or yeah <laughs> I, I kind of I feel like I think the second thing a little bit <laughs> but, yeah <laughs> perhaps I don't know I guess there's a little bit of both in there yeah maybe um but I just but back also, to, <laughs> no go ahead um just like back to like the whole Guantanamo Bay like thing of the d- blow-up doll like it was just, like, so interesting that he chose Disneyland to do it. Like, it was such a serious issue, and he chose basically the happiest place on Earth to put, like, the saddest thing. And, yeah, like, it's really but not it's funny, like but at the same dang, time, like, like, watching that roller coaster go by and everyone's like, woo, having so much fun, and there's, like, literally <laughs> this doll like with, like a, like, a black hood over, like, this prisoner that's, t- like, hung from a metal pole. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, yeah, it's just it's, really messed up, but that really, I really thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah, but it's so, like, I don't know, I feel like he was doing things that anyone else would be so scared to do or any other artist, like, would never even think of. Like, right. all of his work, I feel like as a street artist thinks he stands out in the way that a lot of street artists really did try to put out political messages and put out social messages, but I think thinks he was really and is one of the most successful ones in that way. Like, all of his yeah. work really does have something like that behind it. And I think he's not scared to do anything. Like, even in Israel, like, he started vandalizing the West Bank, which is, like, kind of crazy. I don't know, he just, like, didn't yeah. care. Like, he... Yeah, he really I, just, I like, he reinvented, like, what was allowed. <laughs> like, like yeah. he just did stuff that, like, other people wouldn't even think of doing. And he just, he continues to do that kind right. of stuff, like, all the time. Like, it's it's crazy the stuff that he can still think of <laughs> to do. Like, I, I know. know. Like, I just it, would never have thought never, of any and of I mean, things. I think, like, his most recent thing is at the, there was, like, a Christie's art auction mm-hmm. and, they were selling one of his pieces. I mean, I I know that you know about this, but the fans basically, don't. like, <laughs> yeah, right. Like when somebody finally bought his piece, he like had installed. What what is it called? I'm blanking on the word. Like, like a, oh, a shredder, like a, like a, a shredder, paper shredder yeah. into the piece mm-hmm. and then shredded it in half. Yeah, and I guess like his point was like, why like street art? It's kind of weird actually because. I think his message there was that, oh, street art is supposed to not be eternal. Like, most art is supposed to last for years and years, but street art could be gone within a day. So, like, why are you putting such a high value on it? But then at the same time, like, he does have shows of his own. Yeah, no, what's so interesting about that is, like, yeah, that's exactly the point he was going for, is that, like, street art is, like, temporary, and that's the point of it. And, like, he's kind of just a big F you to, like, art collectors who are trying to buy street art like they're just totally missing the point of street art but what was yeah. funny is that like the whatever the printer mouth or the shredder malfunctioned like halfway through and so half the paint like half the thing is shredded on the bottom but half of it's still in the frame and then someone still bought it or, or the person whoever bought it because they bought it right before it was shredded they still have it and honestly like right I, I was and talking to Kareem about this. so much higher now. Yeah, like, I would pay so much money for that if I had the money. Like, Kareem was saying that, too. <laughs> he was, like, he was like saying he'd pay, like, 5 to $10 million for that if he had that disposable <laughs> amount of money. <laughs> but, like, do you think maybe he did that on purpose then? Like, <laughs> well, he didn't make like, more money well, off of it because of it. he wanted the price to be higher? Yeah, but the person purchased it already. So, like... Unless she's yeah, gonna sell still, it, I'd like create <laughs> hype around his work and increase value around his work, whether or not he gets money for it. Yeah, no, that's very true. I just think that'd be so cool to have, like, in your home, like a half shredded Banksy thing. Like, you're the person who owns that. <laughs> yeah, that's just pretty cool. I would also defeats the whole purpose of his art. <laughs> yeah, which so is also yeah. like in London, a lot of his original pieces, people were like. 
I guess when people started seeing Banksy, they weren't covering up his art as much anymore. Where like when the street art movement began, people would like create street art, and then the next day, like someone else would paint over, and like wasn't a big deal. That was the point of it. It was supposed mm-hmm. to be temporary, and like it wasn't anybody's property, I guess. But they people were coming and like literally cutting out sections of walls on the street and selling his work, and then eventually. I guess, like, people started putting plexiglass over it so they couldn't do that. And Banksy, mm-hmm. I remember, was really pissed about that. That was, like, a year ago, I think. Right. Because he was like, oh, like, the whole point is that it's no one's property. Like, why are you telling people they can't take something away? Like, he didn't care that people were profiting off of his artwork and, like, stealing it out of walls. He was like, it's in a public wall. Like, I mean, obviously you can't cut out a piece of a wall, but he, like... He didn't care that people were doing that, which was interesting. Yeah. Well, that's what's so interesting about his work is that he got so famous that it almost defeats the purpose of what he can do. Like, he almost, like, should just retire because, like, he's so famous now that if he puts an artwork, like, a piece of art, like, on a random street corner in London, like, like it's going to be a huge deal and no one's going to want to paint over it. Like, everyone's going to want to keep that, which is, like, the opposite yeah. of what street art is supposed to be. Like, it's just supposed to be, like, this thing that is temporary and just is there and people see it and then it's covered up because it's not allowed. Like... So it's almost like, yeah, like, I understand that he's, like, upset about it, but he's also, like, he, like that's just what's going to happen now. He's so famous that that's just, like, the result of him being famous. So if he wants to, like, stop that, he should just stop making art, <laughs> which just kind of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> that's kind of true. That's something else that I want to talk about, how, like, Terry, when he started making this fake documentary that he was never really going to make, mm-hmm. he... He was, like, growing with the movement, and he was, like, I mean, it definitely transformed in the end, but in the beginning of the film, at least, it kind of, like, was what street art was supposed to be in the beginning, which was this, like, rebellious movement. And then now, for us, like, when we see street art, it's, like, such a big part of pop culture, and it's so glamorous, and people know about it and it's valued just as much as like any other type of modern art at this point i think well yeah because yeah even in the documentary like there's an art collector who was like yeah like i recommended my friend that go buy this like banksy painting and it was like she owns like picasso and like andy warhol like all this stuff and like banksy is now one of them which is so weird because it's street yeah it is so weird like it's a fairly new like thing and now it's just like it's being sold in galleries and like people are like art collectors are like valuing it as equal to like some of these other just like legendary artists. Yeah, it's like, that's so true. I don't know. It's like what do you value street art as? Like is it equal to what other art is? Or is it less than? Is it is it even trying to be what the rest of art is? Or is it trying to be less than? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I wouldn't say... I wouldn't say trying to be less than other art. I feel like they're, in the beginning, it wasn't even about art. Like, it was more about a movement of being rebellious, of, like, mm-hmm. putting out these, I guess, like, views on the world. <clears throat> like, I don't know how to explain it, I guess. Yeah. But I feel like it was definitely about just going against the norm and, like doing something kind of crazy and getting people's attention. Yeah. Like, that's what I feel like it really stemmed from, getting people's attention and trying to tell them, like, maybe what they're telling us isn't what we should just take. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like what rebellious, like, behavior is. Like, people rebel, so, like, they, like, go against the norm to draw more attention to, like, their belief. Like, I don't know, like, it, there's a certain yeah. thrill to it. Like, people would go out, like, these street artists would go out at night and, like, do these elaborate things just for people to see it in the morning. Like, the, and it was, like, illegal. And the reason they're doing it is to, like, spread some sort of message, whatever it is, to, like, the public. And they feel like that's the most effective way. So, like, do it illegally, essentially. Yeah, that's so true. And I think, like, I the street art that I've been exposed to... I didn't know so much about street art. I, the first time I really saw it and started learning about it was, like, when I was a sophomore in high school, so, like, four years ago. Mm-hmm. And 
I think I only ever knew it as this hype thing. Like, and this really exposed this documentary really exposed me to the side of what it was and what it started as. Right. Which yeah. Is this cool. is definitely a great. If you don't know anything about street art, this is a great like documentary just to watch. Because it's, what's interesting is that Terry, who is like quote unquote making this documentary, <laughs> like was supposed to be making it about street art and the movement and the progression of like how it started into like what it became. But then, like, obviously, at one point in the, f- finally he makes this documentary, and it's just like atrocious. <laughs> that was actually that was probably the funniest part. Of this entire documentary is watching what Terry tried to come up with, because <laughs> yeah, it was, it was nonsense. So it was like this nightmare trailer, and hearing Banksy's reaction to it was the funniest thing. <laughs> It was, it was just so like, funny. It was shit. <laughs> that was just like. Yeah, he was like, yeah, I just like, it's like, what did he say? He was like, it's really, it's really awkward when you're trying, when someone shows you something they make and you're like, yeah, it's good, but really it's just shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, then after that, he's like, well, then, like, I told Terry that he should just go to LA and, like, try to become a street artist himself just so I could have access to the tapes for a few months. And he's like, like, I know, like, I'm not really a filmmaker. I've never made a film before, but neither is Terry. And that didn't stop him. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I could probably do better. <laughs> Which yeah. is so fun. And he did. He really did a good job. <laughs> and that was this documentary. Yeah. It's what Banksy made because it was, it was directed by Banksy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just it's like so weird because when they started showing the so basically Banksy said, OK, look, Terry, like. You're getting weird. You you need to actually make the documentary now after mm-hmm. like a certain amount of time. And he was like, All right. So after six months he makes it. It's called Life Remote Control and they're showing pieces of it. And <laughs> it like I can't even explain it. I recommend that anyone who's interested, like just like Google a clip of it or something. Yeah. It I thought that the beginning was an intro, but it went on the same way the entire yes. time. I was like, was Oh like, wow, this is like impressively edited for like an intro and then it right? was like wait, hold hold up. <laughs> This is the whole video. And then, like, Banksy's like, yeah, this is an hour and a half. Is just this the whole time. It's just like... Yeah, and I think once the movie... Like, once they started showing his movie, Terry went from, like, this endearing, like, passionate guy to (laughs) making me very uncomfortable. Yeah, I think that was the turning point in this documentary where I was like, oh, wow, he's, like, this really passionate, determined guy who, like has such a an eye <laughs> to like oh my god he's crazy <laughs> yeah yeah he and then i think like his craziness was elevated when Banksy said okay like i'm gonna actually make this documentary now because like you know you did a really bad job he didn't say that he was nice about it but he said okay like go make art like you mm-hmm. mentioned and he took it so seriously <laughs> I know it's it's like it's almost sad honestly because I feel like a lot of these other street artists were like taking advantage of Terry a little bit like he's like he didn't even know any better he, he was just like he made this film and Banksy's like oh yeah no it's good yeah like it's great like how about you go like become a street artist like you're so talented like and he's like okay I'm gonna like move to LA and like like refinance my house and like put in my life savings into this one show when I don't have any talent <laughs> and like just so Banksy can go make a better documentary <laughs> like it's honestly yeah, kind of selfish it- of Banksy like he just like threw this man into like a spotlight that he didn't deserve and like luckily it worked out for terry but like it could have gone horribly he could just like crash and burn and like just lost all of his money it could have but i don't really think that banksy meant for i thought banksy was just like okay like he was trying to be nice about it and he said let me try to make a film and he said why don't you go make art and i think he i don't think he meant like go like spend all the money you have and get a crew and get like industrial printers so that you could produce street art on like right. a massive scale. I think he was just thinking like, okay, like you already did a little bit of street art when he had those posters of him holding the camera. Yeah. Like just keep doing that. I think that's what's his intention. And I mean, even at the end banks, he was like, ever since that day, I've never told anyone to go make art. <laughs> yeah. That was the best part. He's like, I used to believe that anybody could make art. 
I don't really say that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was, was so funny. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, and he, yeah. and, like, Terry was unapologetic and was reaching out to all, I mean, he knew all the most famous street artists just because he was with them from the start. Mm-hmm. And he asked them to, pro- to promote him. And they did kind of, like, I think at that point they realized who he was and realized that he was kind of, like, crazy. And they were like, all right, like, I guess we owe this to him. He filmed us for so long and, like, captured what would have never been captured. But he then, like, I don't know, like, his show is the craziest thing ever. And you could tell everything that he made was just from a different street artist, like, a little bit altered. Like, nothing Uh was his own. Like, he didn't ever develop his own style. Yeah, well, yeah, because he just was thrown into this spot. Like, he just, like, decided to do this massive show and, like, put all of his money in there when, like, no one told him to do that. Like, he just, like, thanks. He said, like, oh, maybe, like, do a little show. But he just, like, did this huge thing. And, like, he hadn't, like, Banksy was saying, like, he normally artists will spend, like, years developing their style and, like, their talent. Yeah. And Banksy, er, and Terry didn't do that. <laughs> he just went straight in and, like, ha- really didn't have much talent. He just, it's like being a filmmaker and just like not ever have touched a camera, but just like have seen a lot of movies and you're like, I can do that. It's like, no, right. you, you can't just watch a movie. <laughs> you need like to practice and like pick up a camera and like yeah. perfect that. You can't like watching something is different than doing it. And like, that's what Terry yeah. never did. <laughs> he just Yeah. He just kind of was like, all right, like I'm going to be really famous now. That's yeah. pretty much what happened. Yeah, he's just like, yeah, I'm just going to, this is what my life is now. I'm just going to put all my money into this, and it's going to work. <laughs> yeah. And the worst so part is it did. Really, really... <laughs> yeah, I know. It's actually crazy that it did work. Because yeah. in the end, somehow he, like, got thousands and thousands of people to show up and made, like, a million dollars on his work. Mm-hmm. But everyone that was working for him was like, this guy is actually the worst. Yeah, this guy. Like everyone, everyone on his crew was like, "This guy is just an actual idiot." <laughs> yeah, he like, hadn't thought of anything, and they were like, "Oh my god, like we're screwed! Like this guy doesn't know anything." But I think the only thing that made him successful is like, sure, maybe a little bit of luck, but he just also knew more famous street artists, so he hyped up the show by getting like quotes from more famous street artists to give him credibility when he didn't necessarily deserve it. Like everyone yeah. who gave the 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 quotes was like totally uncomfortable mm-hmm. by saying it but they just did it because like oh what's the harm and they totally exploited those quotes and like published them everywhere and got like in the la weekly because of it and like that's re- like all the fans that came were because like of the media that was like centered on it so like yeah and i think that that like holds true to a lot of things that like the I guess the general public public values today. I mean, if you think about, like for example, fashion, all these brands like, let's say Off White or Supreme or any of anything like that, like they're so hype. But like, we don't stop and think why are they so expensive and why are they so valued? And yeah. I feel like that's kind of what happened with his art. Like people just like accepted it and they were like, all right, like this is sick. But, like, no one really went in there and made their own opinion about it. Yeah, exactly. It was like LA Weekly was like, oh, wow, this is going to be so cool. Like, he's the next big thing. And so everyone went in and was like, yeah, he's the next big thing. But, like, they're just looking at art, which is that's the most interesting thing about this is, like, what, like, is he making fun of art? Like, is this is like some sort of parody, like a joke? Like, I don't think he meant it to be like that, but it's almost like in itself, like, making fun of art. Because it's like people are taking this so seriously and like thinking that it's really good when it's it's like compared to like what like other street artists are saying like it's not like he he doesn't really have any skill or talent. Yeah, it's true, and it's worth mentioning that he was hiring so many people to like make everything for him. Yeah, right. I mean, there's there's like one thing where people people can like help him print all his stuff, which is what Andy Warhol did, but like. I feel like he started this thing where, like, he was actually hiring sculptors to make things for him, like make yeah. the Campbell soup spray. Yeah, he, he was the idea guy. He, he just like do this, and then he hired people to right. do it, which is kind of weird. It's like, is that really an artist? 
You know, yeah, if but, you just, like, come I mean, up with the now, idea. If you think about, so, like, there's Cause, and there are all these other artists who kind of do that same thing where they, like, hire people to make these giant sculptures that have, like, their kind of flair. Mm-hmm. And they, like, get all the credit for it. But, like, is then, I don't know. Like, I think art went from something where it was, like, such a fine art and a talent, and now it's, like, a concept. And I think he actually, interestingly enough, kind of had something to do with that transition. Yeah, probably, honestly. But, yeah, that's an interesting, like, idea. Just, like, when you think of, like, Picasso or just, like, Michelangelo or, like, anyone that's, like, just, like, crazy, awesome, talented artwork, it's, like, they did it themselves, and now it's like someone like Terry is coming along and he's just like, I want to do that. And then he gets the actual talented people <laughs> to go make it. It's like, it's almost like you're splitting up Picasso into two halves. Like Picasso did the, had the idea and then also had the talent to make it. And now Terry is just like yeah. one half of that. So like, yeah, in my opinion, he's like half as I good. Mean, <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. And there are all these artists that do that now. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, actually, there are so many now that I'm thinking about it. Besides, cause, like, Jeff Koons does it. And I'm pretty sure Murakami does it. Like, I don't think he makes all his art either. I feel like he really... Right. I mean, I guess Andy Warhol is the person that started that. And then now, then the street artists, when they started kind of capitalizing on what they had started, like, they had people printing for them. But I think he brought it to this whole new level that it is where... They're, like, sitting in a studio, and then they hire people to, like, construct these giant sculptures that have their names on it, which I don't know. Like, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but, like, I don't really know what to think of it. Yeah, no, it's just interesting to, like, see this trend. Like, it was something I didn't really realize until after watching it, but, like, yeah, you're totally right. Like, this is kind of, like, a new thing that's happening, and it's, like, yeah, what are we supposed to think of that? (laughs) Like, what is, like, art? Like, seriously, like, is it... Is it, like, a joke now? Like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think maybe... I, I like what you said before where you were like, oh, it kind of made it seem like it was a joke when he might have not even known that. And I feel like that's kind of true. Right. I don't know. I don't really know how to explain it. Well, because... In a way, what I what I was kind of gathering as I was watching it is it seemed like he's scamming people. Like he, he I feel like he he consciously knows what he's doing, and that he has no idea what he's doing. He knows that he has no idea what he's doing, and that he's kind of scamming people. Like in the as he's making the show, he promised that the first two hundred people that would walk in would get a free like poster essentially of like his work and he had two i 200 identical copies but all of a sudden now he has to make 200 unique copies so everyone gets like their own individual thing and so he literally just like gets in a rolly chair and just slides down like 200 that are just spread out on the floor and just throws some paint on it and now they're like individual yeah. and like that's all he did he, it wasn't like anything like remotely talented or anything he just like threw some paint on it and now it's like a one of a kind which is like that's yeah. the other thing, like, people, like, hate on Jackson Pollock so much because he just, like, throws air, like, just strokes of, like, paint, like, and just on a, on a, like, a, whatever. He just, like, throws it on a painting, and then that, like, that's canvas. now, like, people, yeah, canvas. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> you got you got it. I got it. I got it. Um, and people, and then people will buy it for, like, crazy amounts of money, and it's, like, well, is that art? Like, and it can be to some people. Like, it's just, like this abstract like thing it's just like this moment in time captured it's like you can't ever recreate that so i think there is merit to it what do you say sorry i I i think there is merit to like artwork that is like that because it is truly one of a kind but it doesn't necessarily require talent i don't think i agree but i don't i don't think people really buy it for that reason i feel like people buy it because they're like told this is really cool you know yeah like but does everyone do I that mean, though a lot of people because someone had to not have done that first to make it yeah cool. no no i don't think people always did that but i think at some point like so terry this guy who by the way like i i knew who mr brainwash was before this he goes by mr brainwash for people who don't mm-hmm. know i was like 
I was shocked when he was like, oh, like, I am Mr. Brainwash. I did not expect that at all because oh, I've really? seen a lot of his work in galleries and everything, and I actually never really liked it. Like, I remember seeing oh, it. I didn't okay. know who the guy Georgia, was. Georgia's I didn't know who whatever, <laughs> but, like, I don't know. Mr. Brainwash, I feel like, so on one hand, he's like, oh, art is about brainwashing, and that's why I'm Mr. Brainwash. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he is almost like brainwashing his audience and is adding to this thing where, like, adding hype to something makes it really popular and expensive. And even, like, when people called and they were like, oh, I want this piece, he was like, oh, like, uh, yeah, like $18,000. And then, like, yeah. he spray paint something on it and be like, okay, now it's $30,000. Yeah, that's the other thing I think why he was scamming people is like he was just making numbers like out of, he's just like they were just coming out right out of his ass. He was just like making it up. Like he's just like, yeah, people will buy it for that much. Why not? Like, yeah, it's like, he it's knows. True, he knows what he's time, up like, to. Do you think, <laughs> I was just gonna say, like, do you think? I don't know. He was the first person that really like was revealing that process. Maybe like artists are doing that mm-hmm. anyways. You know. Like, right now, we're, like, kind of shocked and upset by that, but it's quite possible that we don't see the process of, like, what other artists are doing. Maybe they're doing the same exact thing. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe. (laughs) Like, yeah, people, someone has to value their artwork, and it's very possible that they're just, like, valuing it at this number and people are buying it. Like, if I saw, like, some random splatter of a painting and it said, like, $1 million next to it, like... I'd be like, all right, this probably has some sort of merit. I just, like, don't get it. <laughs> but, like, yeah, people will just buy it just because it has the supposed value and, like, credibility to it. Which is, like, True. It's kind of interesting to see, I guess, what art has become at this point. Like, mm-hmm. you can go to a museum and I think, or a gallery or whatever, and there are some artists that really speak to me, and I'm like, wow, that's sick. And, like, it could be a really small artist, whatever. It doesn't have to be someone really famous. Mm-hmm. But I think most people at this point, like, they don't try to find their own... Okay, actually, I take that back. That was a bold statement by saying most people. But many people don't Ooh. really make their own opinion on art anymore. Like, they'll just see something that, like, has the name Mr. Brainwash, Banksy like Andy Warhol, whatever, like these famous names. And they're just like, oh, like these people are great. And they don't make their own opinion. Like, let's say there are two pieces of art in front of you and one is like a Warhol and one is just like this guy from Ohio that <laughs> shout out to Kareem. <laughs> <laughs> what a random um, state. <laughs> Seriously. But, like, just some, like, random guy that made a piece of art. And the Andy Warhol, you're like, oh, like, I know that's Andy Warhol, and that's really cool. But on the right, the piece of art, like, you actually understand it, and you could see, like, all the work that this artist put into it. But you can take one for free. You're going to take the Warhol. Like, it's not, art isn't really about, like, meaning to some people anymore. It's, like, more about the status, which I don't think it ever was supposed to be, but that's what it kind of turned into. Yeah, no, that's it's really interesting because I feel like yeah, take that same like analogy you're saying like there's two paintings that say they're, they're almost like basically like identical, like the exact same kind of style. There's no name to next to either. Like to, to most to many people, they're like virtually indistinguishable, and like people like wouldn't care. But like one may be like Warhol, and one just may be like some random guy, which is like yeah weird and probably a lot of people can't tell the difference like i don't even know if i could like so like i don't know people yeah i think meaning has kind of been lost a little bit which is like it goes into a lot especially like fashion like you mentioned earlier like there's this whole thing now of just like random like clothing companies that are like really expensive now but aren't necessarily of great quality but they just like, have right. this name attached, which I don't get at all. Like, even like Champion, which has like been around for forever and has not been like this like crazy expensive thing in the past, is like now suddenly resurged and is like eighty dollars for like a t-shirt. It's like I don't yeah, understand. It's, it's true. Like, what? Like back in like the seventies, it was just like a normal thing. And like, there's like brands like Off White or like just like I don't know. There's so many things. It's like it's just like a hoodie. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's a, actually a really good example, the champion example, because, like, Off-White 
and Supreme and Golden Goose and all these brands, they're like, mm. they created a brand and they wanted to be known as like this hype, mm-hmm. like these hype kind of skater brands, I guess, like street style, whatever. Right. But Champion, that's a good example because it has been around for so long. And now like even, not even their new stuff, like you go walk, walk into a thrift store, I saw a sweatshirt and it was $90 and it was like a purple sweatshirt from Champion. And it right. was made a while ago, like, first person that bought that didn't buy it for that amount yeah exactly i'm pretty sure my dad has like some old like ratty champion t-shirts like from like forever ago (laughs) and like honestly you could probably sell those and like make a decent amount of money just because it's like this like vintage thing that has like regained status which is it's weird it's like why why did that happen like who decided one day that's like all uh, all has to do with like with trends and marketing i mean People now are so good at marketing things. And right. we all we just, like, eat it all up. And actually, like, going back to Banksy's elephant in the room, like, that's what that was really about, I feel like. And all of his work. He has this one piece that I really like, and it's, like, it's, like, a safari cage, I think. But it's, like, in place of a barcode, which Mr. Brainwash actually then copied, like, uh-huh. you could see. And there are people like hunting and it's like oh they're hunting to shop like i don't know it's interesting oh, that's interesting yeah like we're so we're like so consumer obsessed and we're so i don't know like even though people are like oh like everyone like I, we don't even notice that companies are capitalizing off of everything and i think that was like maybe banks's idea when he had that elephant in the room you know, like, we're just taking mm-hmm. all this stuff. And maybe it was even a critique of his own art where he was like, you guys are looking at this and you think it's great because celebrities are here. But, like... An elephant painting. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's interesting. And, I like, especially, like, here, like, at USC, like, the culture is just, like, very much... Uh, people are obsessed with, like, big brands like that. And, like, you get credibility by wearing something that is expensive like that, even though it's not necessarily, like, a better quality whatever it's just right it's the name yeah. that's like attached to it which is like it's yeah a weird I, would, thing. I would say here as well in a way like it's really cold here so people everybody has like a canada goose jacket and it's very warm that's true but like it at some point it is also about the brand whether people want to admit that or not yeah and like another good example like off of clothing besides clothing is like like Apple recently like released like their iPhone like 10 or like whatever it is like XS yeah. or whatever like the new one and they marked up the price from like 700 to 1000 when they released this new phone for almost no reason like there's no reason they needed to do that like it's it's barely an upgrade and like now it's $300 more and i know so many people that like pre-ordered the phone like the the first day it was out and it's it's solely because of like the name that's attached to it like it's just apple like you need the newest apple yeah. thing even though like the actual product necessarily isn't worth 300 more dollars but people are buying that yeah it's true i mean it's kind of crazy how much these companies control the way we live our lives like even with the apple example with the new apple mac but computers like there is a charging, what are, what are they called? Like the little things on the side. There's like a charging cord and then oh, yeah. I think that's it, right? Like there are four charging things. Yeah, I see something like that. Is that yeah. right? I think something you're right. Something like that. Like yeah. there, are, there, there aren't any options. Like you can't put a USB in it anymore. Yeah, no, that's really dumb. <laughs> yeah. And it, people buy it like, I mean, if Apple was just like a random brand, you'd walk in the store and be like, "Are you kidding me?" But yeah, like, like, that's so useless. They have, <laughs> yeah. They just like have this monopoly over it almost, which is kind of scary. And like, I don't know. It's kind of weird because on one hand, I'm like, maybe like the street art is trying to say that that like we're just so consumed by the media and like it's controlling us. But on the other hand, it's like it's is it doing that exactly like which one is it are they critiquing it or are they part of it yeah it's totally true like i I definitely fall victim to it too like anyone who like knows (laughs) enough about phones or like technology like they have like an android phone (laughs) like it's just like objectively a better phone (laughs) but 
people like I don't want an Android phone. <laughs> like I don't want to be the guy who makes the text like the group text green. <laughs> like I don't like I I want to be like a part of like the have the iPhone, and which is like part of the problem. Yeah. It's like everyone wants to do that, even though it may be a worse product. And like yeah, that kind of goes I, back to art. Part of that. Like people are buying. I have, I have like. And I have a friend here who has an Android. I mean, I have many friends who have them, but, like, it's interesting how people automatically just, like, judge them, you know? Right. No, I do the same thing. I, I judge anyone who has an Android phone. <laughs> but, like, th- that's the thing. People are judgmental about it and really, like, why? It, it's just because, like, we're so... I don't know, like, we're just, like, a part of what Apple wants us to become or, like, any company that wants us to be, like, a consumer of their product. Like, they're building this empire and, like, we're helping them. Yeah. Like, there's so many people who probably have iPhones. I mean, one of my really good friends from home had an Android for the longest time and she, like, everyone bullied her about it. Like, not actually, (laughs) but jokingly. And then she finally got an iPhone. And, like, why? Just because people were like, oh, you suck. Peer pressure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I will say the difference between, like, what we're talking about now with, like, technology versus, like, art is that technology is, like, arguably much more objective. Like, there are just, like, things that are objectively better between the two products, whereas art is, like, really it's subjective. Like, you can be like, oh, that's just, like, a better art piece, but, like, it's really it's your opinion. And so, like, right. when someone buys, like, a Banksy painting and is paying, like, millions of dollars or whatever, and there's just, like, some other copycat dude, and you can buy it for, like, 15 bucks, like, like, you can argue that, like, oh, well, the Banksy painting, like, I think that's a better painting. Like, I look at that, and I, f- I think that's better, so I believe it's worth that kind of money. So it's hard to argue against yeah. that because, yeah, art really is subjective, so, like, they're allowed to have that opinion. So I do think there yeah, is but, there is a small difference between what we're talking about with like clothing or oh yeah like even clothing and like technology versus like art. Yeah, that's true. That is definitely true. But, it's, it's like both. Of, I don't know. It's just it's really crazy to think about all of this in general. <laughs> I think. Yeah. No, it's it's really interesting. I don't understand like the cult. Like what? Like why do people? want to buy that kind of thing for that much money when there's something that's so similar for such little money. Like, if you think about it like that, it's it's so obvious that there's you should buy the cheaper product that would buy the no-name artist. But people don't. And that's just, like, human behavior, yeah. which is so weird. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I think branding is a really powerful thing now with anything. And, like, mm-hmm. art is something that kind of transition to that i mean i guess that kind of always was that way because people knew who certain artists were so they would buy them and they became famous then like when you go to a museum like i'm not talking about a modern art museum i'm saying a historical art museum you see pieces from all these great artists but like why are they greater than the next guy like why did they become famous and it's uh, that's just true. because huh. their brand eventually like kept growing and growing and growing. And there are millions of people out there that could paint and sculpt just as well, if not better than them. Yeah. Now, I would argue this is like not a new trend. Like it, we're saying it like if it's like this new thing, we're like, oh, my God, like art is dying. But really, it's, it's probably been like this ever since art started. <laughs> like, yeah, like art, definitely. Like certain arts have become like longer lasting than other arts around that time period. Probably not because they were better. Probably because they became an established artist, and then people liked like Michelangelo, and they started like wanting to buy and have more of those type of like paintings and art. Yeah, that's so. so true. Like in my art history class last year, my professor told us, "Okay, like why is the Mona Lisa so famous?" And he had us all like. Like five people probably said something, and like there are so many theories that were like, "Oh, like no one knows who it is, or her eyes follow you, or <laughs> it's because like it was stolen." Like all like there are all these theories, and then he's like, "No, it's 
he like he really opened my eyes to a lot of things about R and he was like, It's so famous because like we're letting it be so famous because we're going yeah. to the Louvre with all these tours and we're flooding around this painting and we're just looking at it and we're like allow we're giving it what it is. You know, I don't know, like it's just yeah. kinda crazy. No, it is weird. Like most people want to go to the Louvre and the first thing they think of when they think of the Louvre is the Mona Lisa. Which is weird because if you like if you've been to the Louvre and you like turn around, there's this much larger painting that is like I think much more impressive than the Mona Lisa. <laughs> and it's it's just like it's like floor to ceiling painting. And like that one, there's no crowd around. And it's like not behind like plexiglass like or whatever, like bulletproof glass like the Mona Lisa is. Like and it's it's just because we let that happen. Which is yeah, it's I don't get it. <laughs> it's so it's so true. I think I kind of thought that as well. Um, I don't know. Like I guess whenever you go to any famous museum, but also at the same time, like it's interesting. Like we could be like, oh, there are so many other paintings and works in these museums that like have more value than the really famous ones but like at the end of the day all of those artists are the ones that made it into these institutions where like i guess the artists that didn't make it like they can have just as much talent and like we'll never know about them yeah it's kind of a shame like there's all this other great artwork that we're probably never going to see just because they didn't have the brand yeah, and it kind of comes down to the issue of discrimination against, like, gender and race and everything. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, in the beginning, it was just, like, white men who were famous because that was really the only people that were valued. And then, I mean, now I think it's slowly changing very slowly. If you go to an artist, it's still, there is not that much diversity, but right. I think it's changing a bit. But, like, it's kind of crazy to think, that like there was a, like a very specific person that could become famous, and even mm-hmm. with these street artists, every single one that was shown was male and was white. Yeah, no, that's totally true. Like, like Banksy, like originally like before like this documentary, he would always claim that like anybody should go out and do art, and like sure that you can say that, but like that doesn't mean anybody can make it. There's only a specific type of yeah. person, like. Like, if you're going to do, like, discrimination, like, yeah, black people have are at a disadvantage to make it more than Banksy because Banksy's, like, this white man, <laughs> which is, like, unfair. <laughs> yeah, it is unfair. But I guess also street art maybe, like, street art kind of gave some artists the opportunity to get away from that because the whole point was, like, you don't know who they are. I mean, now we do, but... We like we still don't know who Banksy is, but we know who like many other street artists are. But like, for all we know, before Banksy came out and did this documentary, like Banksy could have been a woman or you know whatever. Yeah, that's what I really liked about like how he was like anonymous, because it's like it's it's more than just a man. It's like it's just like an idea. But at the same time, we also do know that he's, like, this white man from London. <laughs> so like, Yeah, no, it's true. It, well, it, yeah. But, like, I guess, like, when I think of street art, though, I do think of all these people that we know are white men. But there, like, there is Basquiat, for example. Like, he, he did have a partner. I really don't remember his name. But Basquiat, like, had the name Samo, and he would go and spray paint around New York City, Samo, everywhere. And that's initially, like, how he kind of got his name on the map and became a really famous artist. But when you think about it, it's kind of sad that, like, that's what he had to do. Like, he couldn't just, like, in the 80s at that time, like, he couldn't just have his own identity. He had to, like, become somebody else before he really kind of was able to show what he had. Yeah. That's really sad that he had to, like basically conform to like what society would allow to create like this artist instead of just like being himself which i like banksy's intention of like being anonymous is like i think very pure and like i i wish he was almost more anonymous like i wish like we didn't know 
even that he's like a man or like what race he is. Like I wish he was just like this idea, you know, because like, that's yeah. like really what it is. It, it strips away the artist and focuses on the art, which is like much more powerful. And it, it like he, I think more than other artists tried to strip that like capitalism and like just like the money away from the art and just focus on the art. And I think he did his best at doing that, but it's it's too intertwined. Like it's it's too impossible to unlink that, and like people still pay millions of dollars for his paintings and art. Yeah, I love the way you said that. Like I think that's so true, and I think that's a really powerful thing. That as much as we're like, oh, like I wish Banksy like didn't kind of like even though he didn't reveal himself, like didn't kind of become who he became, like. He kind of did something really cool and powerful that, I mean, there were other street artists, but just because, like, he became the most famous and I think really was the craziest with it and most unique, Mm -hmm. like, he started this thing where he was separating the artists from art. You're right. I mean, and eventually it's kind of hard to get away from that. Like, when you have the opportunity to make that much money, like, how are we to say, like, oh, like, how can you not take that opportunity yeah it's it's hard <laughs> like it's it's a very tempting thing to do which is uh it's yeah it's so weird because like you don't really think of art you think of art as like this like creative mind and it's just like it's just like this exploration of like creativity but really it's it's just tied to like like monetary value as anything else is if not more is people assign value and assign brands to anything and yeah, it's, kind it's of, true. It's and I think sad. like a lot of people face that moment in their life where they're like, oh, like, do I choose what like what my values are in life and like what I am trying to put across or like this is also the real world and like I need to make money. Right. So like really like who is the joke on? Like they, they asked that at the very end of the documentary, like who's the joke on like is it the audience is it the people who are buying these paintings is it these actual artists who and like yeah, terry got know. away with not really necessarily having the talent but having the brand and these actual artists are suffering for it that have the talent or is it like us who's like going to these events and buying it and essentially getting scammed you know like right yeah and i guess it's like we'll never really know also like a lot of people came out after the movie and said oh like this whole thing was a hoax or some people mm-hmm. said like yeah like that post that i sent you earlier how people were speculating like oh is thierry like a real person like did they just hire <laughs> this actor and like really was banksy the whole time making all these films and making all yeah. this mr brainwash art that'd be interesting it's like yeah i mean like i don't know if i really believe that but <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I, yeah it, it's an interesting idea though just like how he could have this like alter ego that is like this talentless thing and he makes this film where he's like oh yeah mr brainwash is like this talentless person who got lucky but really it's him and like it's equally as talented as yeah, all the rest of his work but he just like made me think that it was talentless and i'm like oh yeah mr yeah. brainwash isn't worth anything but really it's just it's banksy doing the same thing that would be yeah. really interesting because i totally bought into That'd it be- and now i think like mr brainwash like isn't as good of an artist <laughs> because i was told yeah so. and like <laughs> that's true and wh- i mean also what are the odds that banksy is sitting there and telling the truth like that's not that's not his thing i feel like mm-hmm. i mean as far as we know right and i guess like that's kind of the cool thing about him and other street artists artists as artists like they don't i mean i don't know like i guess you could say any artist you can't really believe what they're saying or anyone like yeah. you don't really know and that's that's what's so cool about this documentary. It just like it brings up this question of like, what's the truth? Like, what what is art? What does it like? Does it matter? Like, like all of these things. Like, it, it really, it just like at the end, I'm just left like, I don't even know what art is. <laughs> like, I don't know yeah. what's good. Like, I'm being told what's good and bad, and I'm believing it. So. Yeah, for real. Overall, like I really enjoyed the documentary, and I definitely yeah. recommend it to anyone. Absolutely, anyone. yeah. Even if you're not that interested in art, it's not only about that at all. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 it goes into way more than that, and it, it, at the very least, it's a great conversation starter about just like art and branding and what matters, and 
Um, yeah. But yeah, I would definitely recommend this. This is an awesome documentary. Um, so cool. But yeah, we are kind of out of time now. <laughs> That's like flew by. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really. But yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on, Georgia. That was so nice. And it's like what six a.m. now for you. So that <laughs> thank you for even waking up. It's very nice of you. <laughs> of course, Nick. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, I hope you can come on again sometime or something. That'd be cool. Um, <laughs> maybe not this time but <laughs> that's a no okay um anyway yeah, you know maybe it's a little early not gonna lie yeah maybe if i have a different time slot i'll let you i'll, I'll like yeah i'll let you know <laughs> yeah but i really did enjoy this so thank you yeah. for having me yeah this is a great conversation i'm really glad we got to do this so thanks for coming on um but that wraps it up for this episode and There'll be a new episode uh, next Sunday, I think, actually, I believe. So we'll look forward to that. But thanks, Georgia. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. Feelings in me